Pedro boys, take of the second, take a L dose. Oh boy, the things that you'll never hear of that we talked about in take one. The things you'll never hear. Oh, well, what that's for the that's for the premium content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. for when we go back behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, well, we're kind of in contracts right now for where our behind the scenes stuff is going to be like is mm-hmm. it going to be on our premium content when you smash that like button yeah or is it going to go to like a premium streaming service like hbo what's the what's the new one disney plus yeah that one too we are in talks with disney plus to have yeah. our uh our because, outtakes. because everybody and their mother on disney plus has their own little behind the scenes like even those dorks at imagineering like Oh, look how it's made. Oh, this is great. It's just like they do their job, you know, like you never you never see, you know, people that are working out uh, to be the stunt doubles and working for like the cool scenes that everybody cares about. Like you never do that. It's just like, oh, look at these nerds that hit the space bar and one one zero zero one 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 zero zero one 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 zero. Yeah, they're just they're just doing their job. And Pete and I, this podcast isn't even our job, and we're no. still doing it. And where's our thing? Yeah. And we're talking about Disney Plus regarding yeah. that. So we shall see. Yeah. So if you're gonna the behind the scenes stuff um, for our many many leagues and leagues of listeners, um, it will either be on our premium content, which we don't have yet because mm-hmm. um, we're fan first and. Mm-hmm. Getting so much, so much, so much money. Second, and we're we might be on Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the ball's really in our court, and we got a lot to mull over. And we don't really feel like getting into it over the holidays. We got a lot on our plate. Um, Disney said they want an answer by the end of the fiscal year, which is you know two months or so ago. But we, you know, it. Look, you're on our schedule, okay? So Josh. Josh, we have this episode and is the coming out Wednesday, was seizure. and as our listeners will all know about our personal lives based off of us on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, TikTok, etc., we mm-hmm. are both seeing episode seven tomorrow. Um, you're seeing What's it. What's that? Sorry, <laughs> we're both seeing episode nine tomorrow. <laughs> edit, 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 edit. <laughs> Nine, 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 nine. Oh, no. Um, when are you seeing it tomorrow? Six. Six. Okay. And you're seeing it at the same theater that we originally saw Force Awakens, right? That is correct. I, and then I'm seeing it at 530, I believe. Tight. Um, so let's just do a little quick, you know, reward for the Pedro Boys listeners, because I assume... If you're a Pedro Boy listener, you're going to see this movie this weekend. Because mm-hmm. if not, I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, are you really just that into Berg and Quinn? <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, are you just here for the bounty hunters? Oh. Are you just that big of a Brett or a Bill Burr fan? <laughs> <laughs> you're like, oh, I agree. Star Wars sucks. But now that Bill Burr's in it, I guess I'll see this. Yeah. I'm actually curious how many people are like that because, you know, there are people that are attached to their comedians. 
they'll watch them in like whatever context they're in. Yeah, I mean, I know I only watch Marvel movies because Dane Cook was tentatively going to try out for Captain America. Don't say stuff like that. It just upsets me. I am seeing this at um, 5 o'clock. I'm, I'm seeing it in the fan event, which I don't even know what a fan event means. Like, am I going to get a cool poster or something? Is that pretty much it? Well, as a po' boy, I assume the fan event is you're going to be there and have to I, sign stuff for a bunch of yeah, people. Yeah, but I'm wearing a hat and sunglasses, so I'd be shocked that if people see way. me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to have to. I'm still trying to figure out my incognito. Um, outfit so I can actually go see this movie in peace instead of being harangued by Poe heads. Listeners, if you ever want to go incognito, first thing you do, buy yourself a hat, buy yourself sunglasses. But a bear cap. You don't want a logo. No logo. Just a blank ball cap. And blank. It does not behoove you to just get like a Nike hat and then put some tape on it. All right. Um, Clevin, who's our assistant, tried to do that because he was dodging a court order. Um, for child support, and it did not work out for him. But mm-hmm. he has some. He has his own issues at hand. Um, you could also. I've been playing Assassin's Creed, so I can just blend in with the crowd as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Just getting used to you know being in, um, anonymous, so that I can enjoy this movie like everybody else. Yeah. So Josh, I think I'll probably wear um, like a trash bag poncho. And um, one of those hoodies that zips up over the face. Those people that wear those um, trash bags over them when they run, mm-hmm. they're just horrifying. Like, I understand this, there's a purpose well, to running. Nobody, with, nobody wears them to run in. You wear them before the race. Um, I've seen people run in those trash bags. Oh, well, they're wrong. Yeah. Um, hence the horrifying part. Um, yeah. That just is so weird to me, but, yeah. you know, I only run into battle. I don't run for for, for fun, mm-hmm. um, unless it's the 5K or for the kids. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, people do anything for the kids. You're very generous. The Poe boys are very pro-kids. We actually, um, in in the next couple of episodes, we'll talk about our nonprofit. Um, oh, gosh. <laughs> but for now, that's just a little tease for us talking about our nonprofit. Um, sure. So, Josh... Let's just do some quick predictions real quick. Um, I got three. You oh, got about three. Episode nine? Uh, about episode nine. All right. Um, just get you on the record so that, you know, um, you can be just marked for life for what you just said in this one moment. So uh, my first one, then you can go, Josh. Um, is Kylo going to be clowned forever? I thought you were you were going to go and then I was. Gonna yeah. Go. Yeah. So go ahead. Is is he going to be clowned forever? Is he going to be clowned forever? Yeah. <laughs> Look, you know, Poe boys, we love a good clowning. I think Kylo will be clowned. I think, I don't think he'll be clowned forever. I suspect he may. I'm sorry, all you Raylos out there. Sorry, all you Ben Demption folks. I suspect he will be clowned to death. I agree. And I just I just rewatched episode seven and I'm like, you know, I got my issues with my dad, but I wouldn't do that to him. <laughs> like and that's that's Han, you know, or Han. And through my rewatch, I'm like, I like this guy. I like young Han um, when he's just getting clowned left and right. And then mm-hmm. you have the audacity because you don't like your dad a little bit to kill him. No. Yeah. No. So. 
Uh, yeah. Thou shalt now clown your dad, you know? I, I agree with that. He's got a clowning coming his way. Um, all right. Next one. Oh, I'm coming up with it? Yeah, you got one. I got three, so I got two more. You got three. Oh, okay. I didn't know this was a thing we were doing. Um, I suspect that we will finally, at long last, get a Z-Wing. Z-Wing? Mm-hmm. Okay, do you have any I'm hint? sick of it. A-Wings, B-Wings, X-Wings, Y-Wings. Give me something new. Give me something new. Give me a new ladder. Okay. I want a new ladder. Okay. New fighter. Um... I do not. So there's a little point of contention. Um, next Great. next one. So in the trailer, Poe screams no, and then an X-Wing goes down. Is Snap Wexley finally going to die? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. No, because J.J. is in love with him. I'm going to say yes, because... The one of the books that came out spoke to like his family life and how he has something to live for and to kill somebody nobody cares about except for some book nerds. I'm I'm big on him dying. Yeah. Uh, back to you, Josh. Um, Claude. Claude. Carnivore herbivore. Herbivore. I'm saying omnivore. I'm going full on man eater. All right. Um, last one on my end. Are they in a force vision, do you think, Kylo and Rey? Or are they just going on this, like, cruise through life where they are traveling all over the place? I suspect that we will come to find out that at a very young age, Ben Solo got into a skiing accident on Hoth and conked his little head on the bones of the Tauntaun Han Solo slew to warm Luke, and that this whole sequel trilogy has been um, his coma dream. Isn't that like every Stephen King novel? No. All right, and then last one, Josh. I just made one. No, I made one. Uh, yeah, about the cruise. Predator. There's going to be Predator. Disney on Fox now. <laughs> predator. There's going to be Predator. Um, all right. And those are our fantastic on-fire predictions. So this week of Pedro Boys, we're covering episode six titled The Prisoner. Prisoner. I really, all the previous episode titles, I feel like had more to, like, The Child. Yeah. The child's a big part of it. Sanctuary. Yeah, that's a big part of it. The sin. You know, okay. The prisoner, like, I mean, I guess oh, it's, the prisoner's I mean, it's part, on like, point. I don't know. I think they should have called it the breakout. Yeah. Or something. I'm not. I'm okay with the prisoner. Or is it that the Mandalorian is the prisoner to this lifestyle he leads? Yeah, well, it, sh- it seems know. like... So this the official description is the Mandalorian joins a crew of mercenaries on a dangerous mission. Mm-hmm. And it really should be the Mandalorian joins a squad of dweebs on a e- Boy, are they dweebs. easiest oh on an gosh. easiest mission ever. Uh, because it, there is no danger whatsoever in this mission. Like they literally run into like Real-life Anakin, and then, like, what, three droids, and that's it? 
I mean, the droids yeah, have guns. They're not that tough. I mean, they're slightly better. Yeah, they're slightly better right. than battle droids. And then there's, like, the floating yeah. one that, like, he just picks up and throws at another one. I did so, like I mean, those. And they do say, you know, we only needed you for the ship. Yeah, so that's... Right. Um, they just they introduced tracking and systems, which is pretty cool. Uh, that um, ships that were built during the Imperial, um, during the Empire, and ships during the New Republic all have transponders that make people able to mm-hmm. um, see where they're going. Which, um, that makes mm-hmm. a lot of sense. And the fact that the Razor Crest is off the, the grid makes it the perfect target to uh, help with this prison break. Apparently. Apparently. So Mandalorian meets up with, like, an old buddy of his who's just, like, um, some hooligan from Sons of Anarchy. And they're breaking out an associate of his. And we figure out... So this is six years after Return of the Jedi, and they're dropping New Republic. The New Republic is apparently already established. And the prison ship that they're going after, it's a New Republic prison ship, and the forces that show up at the end are New Republic forces... So, you know, I don't go that deep into the books. I don't have a clear timeline of all that stuff, but this establishes, you know, for us um, screen-only fans, so to speak, that this very quickly, some semblance of the New Republic is uh, cobbled together, led by Matt Lantner, who does the voice of Anastasia Skywalker. Yeah, that was interesting that um, he got um, picked for that role. Yeah, well, it was a very is a very cameo heavy episode because I mean, right up you have Clancy Brown showing up, the voice of Savage Opress, uh-huh. and uh, to a lesser extent, Ryder Azadi in Rebels. But Savage Opress was a big presence in in Clone Wars, and also Mr. Krabs. Uh, it was cool to have him show up in live action as the Devil. Uh, yeah, for sure. Always exciting. And then yeah, you have Matt Lantner, other Clone Wars alumni there. Um, I don't know if we want. We should just dive right into the big one. Though. Um, yeah, who's the big? Who do you right. think the big one is? Oh no no no! Let's 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 hold off on that. Let's hold off on that. Yeah, oh. let's hold off on that. Um, Nat- Natalia Tina is actually a pretty big person. Um, she played the female Twi'lek. She's from um, the Harry Potter movies. Harry Potter and Game, Game of, of Thrones. Thrones. Um, she plays the wildling, like, maid or helper or whatever in Game of Thrones. Um, and then Bill Burr um, is in this as well, and Clancy Brown, who you already talked about. Um, the What did you think of the prison ship? I mean, I, I thought it was a cool change of aesthetic. This show has been consistently rustic and, like, more rural desolate aesthetic and this is the first time we've been dropped into like a sleek uh-huh. aesthetic like that um you know it had the sort of tantive four-ish feeling hallways or an extrapolation on that aesthetic so it was you know it's interesting to see this character like to to be reminded of the wider universe that this character inhabits and that you know the galaxy that this character lives in isn't all just like huts and farmers and deserts and stormtrooper helmets well, on pikes. There's two things I was thinking about when we saw this um, prison ship. The first one being that this reminded me of like the spaghetti westerns 
of like a train heist, um, which oh, is yeah. pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Of you know infiltrating the train, getting what you need, and then just kind of running away. And the second thing is this: mm-hmm. it reminds me of the episode from Clone Wars where they go on the Jedi um, training ship where they are like going to build their lightsabers and how oh, mm-hmm. um, where it's like the passage of all the younglings where they learn that first before they go to Ilum, which kind of reminded me of mm-hmm. when like Hondo and his people kind of take over that ship and just the idea of it being like in deep space or, you know, deep water or whatever, where there's not help out there. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, you in deep space against whatever is coming after you. So right. um, we get to um, a cool fight scene with uh, Mando and these droids. Um, he I feel like he could have taken them out like he uses his whole reper- repertoire of weapons except for the whispering birds mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but right. I feel like he could have just taken them out a lot easier that we still see a lot of anger that he has towards droids in his fighting. That's a really good point. Yeah, he probably, I mean, he very well probably could have just shot them. It would have been easier for all involved. But I, I hadn't thought about it that way, that, you know, when he's going ham on those droids, that he may be relishing it and, you know, getting mm-hmm. some anger out. Did you pay attention to any of the species that were locked up? I mean, I noticed that one of them was the same species that uh, is in Solo. That uh, John Favreau is, the, yeah. Yeah, or Ordonian yep, or something right. like that. Um, because there's that one. Yeah. Then there's like two like Imperial officers that we see. Mm-hmm. And then we see one that like looks like it's straight out of like the Goonies. I, ha- I have not looked up what that alien is. I'm curious when somebody's going to look that up. Yeah, has StarWars.com, they haven't, have they been doing episode no, lines for no. these at all? Yeah, that's been kind of yeah. weird. Well, they're also... I mean, I don't need it. I don't look at the episode guides for Resistance either. I never really did, but I'm just—it's it's curious that they're not. You know, I think they're still trying to like roll out the information so that people can enjoy it as they're doing. That's true. You know, I, we mm-hmm. haven't talked about it um, on this one or um, on just Poe Boys uh, in general. Of they did not roll out like toys and merchandise for the Mandalorian for like for a little yawning um, yeah um so that they you know wouldn't ruin it mm-hmm. and i mean i think they did a pretty good job right. like people you know, like we're rel- relatively tuned into like star wars twitter at this point um granted we're probably following a lot more Raylos than most people are when also yeah I'm, I'm i'm off of star wars twitter it's getting too close to rise of skywalker time i had to take a break um yeah but this is uh, this is going back before that like so, like, we're tuned in to most yeah. of those people and nothing. I mean, a complete surprise for everybody, which is pretty cool and pretty rare Yeah. Um, to have. Yeah, yeah. hard um, to do. So we get into um, the control room. We see that Mando does not want to kill this guy. Um, and there's been some like vague mm-hmm. reference to his. There's a bunch of references to his code um, in this episode. Yeah, they do 
she makes this fun is of the his, way. Uh, this is the and way then, bit. Um, like, your coat is making you soft. And then also references what they did on some previous job where it sounds like he just murdered a ton of people. Um, yeah. So yeah. And maybe that's the moment that, like, left had him leave all of them behind or something. But mm-hmm. um, so Matt Latner dies. They hit the, the switch, the tracking beacon, so that they have a 20-minute clock before the New Republic gets there. And then they, you know, without much problems, find the prisoner. It's a stupid like That looks like garbage. He, yeah, I, I feel like they really went out of their way to have, like, an, like, older makeup effects or something. Like, it seemed intentional, the grittier, like, flaky almost uh-huh. kind of look of it. Like, I can't imagine that that wasn't by design. And maybe that's going back to the Twi'leks we mm-hmm. see in, like, Jabba's Palace and, and Return of the Jedi or their makeup. I haven't really looked all that closely at, at that. But, they, yeah, they were, well, they were unattractive. Well, they also made it really easy to root against all these people. Like, at no point, at yeah. no point was I, like... Yeah, I, I was really like, at no point do I want Mayfeld to survive... Oh my gosh! I yeah, I yeah. He had to go. Um, <laughs> he had to go. I like so. All right, trying to keep our family-friendly podcast in mind, but he has a quote there where you know he finds out he's a he's ex-imperial, and Mando makes a joke about stormtroopers aim, and then he goes, "Was the stormtrooper wise ass?" But like, I feel like he probably was. Like he may have been like a sharpshooter stormtrooper. But, like, I feel like if you're a sharpshooter, like, we don't really get to see him do uh-huh. anything that impressive marksmanship-wise. And if you're a sharpshooter, do you really need, like, a third automated gun that aims for no, you? No, I think he clearly went know. to, like, a store or, like, was shopping online and then he saw this. And it's not super practical, but he's like, yeah, I'm going to look really cool in it. And then all of his coworkers are like, you look dumb. <laughs> You know, it's those people that, like, yeah. have those, like, little portable fans that connect into their USBs or have those, like, little gizmos to kind of enhance their workspace a little bit. Like, that's <laughs> that's his equivalent with this little gun on the side. Because he, he barely even uses it. It doesn't even really help him all that much. Yeah, there's... I think we like to talk a lot about villains that we love to hate. And... You know, you can point to Game of Thrones as, you know, all kinds of those villains that are just, like, despicable, but there's something endearing in how despicable they are and stuff. But, like, sometimes there's villains that I just hate. Like, I just don't like them. I don't enjoy spending time with them. I want them to go away. And that was kind of everyone in this Yeah, episode. I mean, it... Like, they were so blatantly, like, just horrible. Yeah, they're all pretty terrible know. human beings. Um, or species, and they all deserve what they get, what get, what comes to them. So they break out the Twi'lek. His name's Quinn. Um, and takes the cake. You thought you hated the rest of these guys. Yeah, and it's then like, you're doing all this for up. this guy. Um, Ugh. Ugh. So they rescue Quinn. Quinn then like. Oh, but then they say that like Mando's the one who left him behind. Yeah. 
He probably didn't. So, like, is he in jail because of the direct actions of that? And so he's been in jail for presumably a very long time? It wasn't time? super clear. Know. They've been doing a lot of teasing backstory and yeah, not a lot of delivery. Yeah, it wasn't super clear. Which is okay. Because it's also like, like, it can't go on forever. Is Jean, like, actually a former flame? Or just she had a crush on him before? Because he certainly didn't take off his mm-hmm. helmet. Um, but right. she could have, like, been like, oh, hey, you're my boyfriend. Kind of like um, Kaz in, in uh, Chewbacca. Um, in Force Awakens. Come again? You know, like, they have a flirty mentality. Sorry, um, Ma- Kaz and Chewbacca. Maz and Chewbacca. I'm just doing this left and right today. I mean, maybe Kaz and Chewbacca, we, you know. I mean, Chewbacca hasn't shown yeah. up in Resistance yet. We, we don't know. We, yeah, we do not they, know. So. Yeah. <coughs> but they're like bullies. They're like bullies in, like, a Nickelodeon cart. They're like Hey Arnold no, bullies. they're like Hey don't Arnold bullies, that. but if Hey Arnold got, like, an HBO show, like, if they went to Hey Arnold today and it showed all of those neighborhoods, bef- Hello Arnold. Hello Arnold. <laughs> where, hey, where are you at, Arnold? Um, oh so uh, he gets thrown in into the sh- cell, but he doesn't seem super pissed because he is pretty capable of breaking out very, very quickly, which he does um, in like a very, very impressive, mm-hmm. very brutal way. I was thinking about it like if these droids were humans, like that would be absolutely horrifying. Um, They just put yeah. on the gratuitous violence to a large degree because they're like, it doesn't have a soul. It's not a real thing. So then Mm -hmm. he basically goes predator on them for the rest of the episode. Right? Yeah, but very TV 14 predator. There's a lot of cool sneaking up on people, running into people, but they, you know, they purposely go out of their way to not show the ultimate fates of these hooligan bullies until the very end of the episode. So it's a lot of we see him get to them, but we don't see what he does, which is cool. But I needed to see him beat the crap out of Mayfels. Oh, really? I just thought that maybe. I really needed to see him get beat up real yeah, good. Yeah, I just, I think what happened to Mayfeld was fine. Um, I'm really curious. Yeah. I would have actually wanted a couple more seconds with Berg because logistically that doesn't make any sense. I thought he mm-hmm. was dead. Yeah, I had trouble but figuring out what had happened. He, um, you know, takes them all out. I would say the, like, the part of the episode that, like, you know, had my heart beating a little bit was when Zero, the droid, figures out who Little Yanni is. And then Little Yanni... That was great. Like, it, it, we're starting to see a level of intelligence in Little Yanni. Like, Little Yanni understands this droid is not there for him. And is a threat. So that little hiding around, all of that was fantastic. And the highlight of the episode is obviously when when he's like, I'm going to use the force, which he still doesn't realize, you know, Mm -hmm. like clearly it's not an on. It's like a not an on off thing. Uh, Gary still. And then (laughs) when uh, zero blows up and he's like, oh, Um, that was my favorite part of the episode. But then as the Mandalorian shot him. Yeah, that was classic. That was real good. I mean, it was a pretty good highlight. It's not the number one highlight. Interesting. Oh, okay. I think I know what, what, you're ta- what yours is. Yeah. 
Yeah, so, um, <laughs> they make a deal. Um, he does save Quinn, gives him to Ranzor. Um, That's that guy. Yeah, Ranzor Mel. Ranzor? Oh, boy. I just don't um, like any of these guys. Well, I don't think you're supposed to like him, and I think, I think you're it's supposed to like it. any of them. They remind me of John Favreau's cronies. When John Favreau rolls into a party, he's always he's always bringing in his cronies, his yes men, and they're all rude and crude, and they got bad attitudes, and they really stink up the place. And these guys, they remind me of Favreau's cronies. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree with you there. And I know for a fact Bill Burr is one yeah. of Favreau's cronies. Because he's, he's been, like, bad-mouthing Star Wars for a while, and he's like... And then John mm. Favreau's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know what would be funny and also upsetting to Star Wars fans? Is like, hey, you can just, like, tear down the franchise as much as you want, but if you're friends with somebody in the industry, you can be in this episode. Which, granted, like, you know, <laughs> your prior relationship should not affect, you know your ability to get work and stuff, but still, it's just like, oh, you're going to reward this guy with this episode? And mm-hmm. I guess, you know... Yeah, why uh, not Dane, Dane Cook? Cook? Dane Cook would have been even worse. Dane <laughs> Cook never said anything bad about What's Star Wars. What's Dane Cook today? Well, that Captain America thing he was is in true. Captain America? No, he was in. He was like vaguely, vaguely, very preemptively in talks to audition for Captain really? America. Back in yeah, first Avenger days, like one of a list of dozens or whatever. But his name was. That's almost. I mean, the only example it. I could think of is like when OJ was going to be in Terminator. Have you heard that story before? <laughs> yeah, he was. Um, no. And talks instead of Schwarzenegger, but um, he mm. was seen as too nice, which is why he was not uh, picked. And uh, in retrospect, that's hilarious. Um, if you ever watch that documentary, Pumping Iron, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a genuine <laughs> villain. Yeah, he's, uh, I mean, a close friend of ours. Um, but when you are working out at the gym like Josh and I do... Um, you put politics aside mm-hmm. and it's, it's all about sure. what weight is in front of you and then how much lifting and grunting mm-hmm. you're going to do to get that weight up and out. Um, and that's just basically how lifting works when you're as, um, so, so swole, swole, right, swole, yeah, swole, like we are. Spin it around. All right, Josh, we've been hinting right arm, at it. Arm. Your favorite part of the Front episode. Leg, back leg. Dave Filoni, baby. Um, yeah, so he, they, the man, Mando. Um, Mando brings the little device that Anakin had that is like the alarm for the new New Republic forces to do an airstrike. He brought it with him. He leaves on Quinn and drops Quinn into, you know, the little place with Favreau's cronies and splits. And then Favreau's cronies are like, all right, blow up that Mandalorian. Um. And they don't, because the thing's going off. So we get an airstrike. We get three X-Wings come in. X-Wings, oh boy, aren't we excited? And who's in the freaking cockpit? But Dave, there goes my hero, Filoni himself. Oh my goodness. I was so excited. I have not been that excited 
since Ray caught the really? lightsaber in Force Awakens. I mean, I don't know about that. Um, so they excited. they showed Dave Filoni and, and then two of the other directors from the series. Right, Rick Fumayua, who directed this episode uh-huh. and the second episode, and Deborah Chow, who directed the third episode, The Sin, the episode where he breaks out Baby Yoda, and I think she will direct oh, the really? next okay. week episode. Yeah, yeah. And then she's the one who's going to be yeah, shepherding so the Kenobi show. They even named them Trapper Wolf, Jib, Boy, did Jib Dodger, Trapper Wolf. and Sash Ketter. <laughs> Jib, Dodgers, hey, Dib, Jib Dodger is the best one. Way better than Snap Wexley. Sure. Let me tell you, the disparity between what I would have done when Dave Filoni showed up if that had been Snapboxley instead? Well, it's oh also like... Granted, I don't even know if Snapboxley was um, born at this point. Well, Snapboxley has helped in the Battle of Jakku at this point. So, he, yeah, he's like in flight school Whoa. at this point, And Wedge is trying to, like, Whoa. marry his mom. Yeah, so... Nice. That's... Yeah, which is like, oh, you're a widow. How? Oh, uh, let's go get some blue milk. And then snaps like, that's my mom. And then Wedge is like, did you see what I did to the Death Star twice? And snaps like, you only did it once. And then snaps like, beat it, kid. (laughs) And then snaps like, I hate you. And um, that's uh, some fanfic that I I wrote (laughs) after watching uh, Force Awakens. Good, it's real good. Um, Yeah, big Snap Wexley guy over here. So um, they take Mm -hmm. out the station. Um, Dave Filoni is officially in. No, he's he's had he's voiced multiple characters. Yeah, his voice has been in. Yeah, I'm actually curious if he is the person in the most Star Wars things now. I mean, I guess I guess it would be whoever the voice uh, actor is for the clones. Yeah, D. Bradley Baker would probably, because I believe D. Bradley Baker may have done a voice already for Mandalorian, maybe? I don't know. But yeah, and D. Bradley Baker was in the Fallen Order game. He voices stuff in that, so yeah, I don't know. Well, I mean, I guess you could argue it's Anthony Daniels. Yeah, well, I'm talking about characters. Anthony Daniels is just the one, yeah. So I'm saying... Mm, mm. Oh, the most characters, yeah, that would definitely be... Yeah. Yeah, D-Brag Vega. Um, yeah, the very, very cool... Um, the lighting in the show is just so good. And... Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh, harsh red lights. And so um, I saw... I read, like, one article about this episode, and, like, one comment was like... Oh boy, just can't wait until you have that JJ lens flare on Dave Filoni. Um, but yeah, that was a really, really cool addition. Um, a nice little nod. Um, I'm curious. Does that mean the only a- director that has not been in the show is Bryce Dallas Howard? Because Ta- Taika mm, was yes. IG81. IG-11. IG-11. And then that's it? Yeah. Yes. I think it's five five directors? Yeah, three directors doing it twice, and then two directors only doing one episode. So, yeah, yeah, just Bryce Dallas Howard. 
Yeah, more episodes sure. left, though. You never know. So, um, we will start posting these episodes at our normal time. So this one. Yeah, next yeah, week's we're, we're back, back to Friday. Friday. So don't show up next Wednesday expecting a new episode of Mandalorian. Also, next week. Well, I guess we have two more episodes, but you know, next after after when this episode comes out, we only got one episode of Mandalorian left, and then we can go back to just doing this show once a week, and it will be. Great. See ya.